0: Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath Podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Warning to parents and teachers, this story has material you may find objectionable for younger children, so we recommend you personally listen to the story for allowing children to listen to it. Today's story is King of Trees. We're in the book of Judges. Gideon and his many wives produced 70 sons. He also had a son by a concubine in the town of Shechem. His name was Abimelech. After the death of Gideon, Abimelech went to his uncles in Shechem. He said, Talk to the officials of the city and say, Do you want the 70 sons of Gideon to rule over you? Instead of them, select me. I'm a son of Gideon, but I'm also your blood relative. The men of Shechem agreed to make him king of Israel. They gave him seventy silver coins for the temple of Baal. With this, he hired a gang of thugs as his private army. The first thing they did was to kill the seventy sons of Gideon, but they missed one, the youngest, a man named Jotham. The men of Shechem had a celebration to honor Abimelech. Suddenly they heard yelling off in the distance. It was Jotham. Listen to me. The trees decided to have a king. They went to the olive tree and said, Be our king. The olive tree said, I don't have time for such foolishness. I produce precious oil that honors God and man. So they went to the fig tree and said, Be our king. The fig tree said, I don't have time for such foolishness. I produce sweet fruit that's enjoyed by everyone. They went to the grapevine and said, Be our king. The grapevine said, I don't have time for such foolishness. I produce wine that brings happiness to people. Finally, the trees went to the thorn bush. They said, Be our king. The thorn bush said, Yes, I'll be your king, but from now on, you're under my shade of protection. If any of you rebel, fire will come from my thorns and burn you to ashes. My father risked his life for you, and how did you reward him? You killed his sons. Now you've made the son of a slave girl your king. If this is right, I wish you well, but if it's wrong, I ask that fire come from Abimelech and burn you up. He then ran for his life because he knew his half-brother would try to hunt him down. Abimelech ruled over Israel for three years. Then God put a bad spirit between him and the men of Shechem. This was to bring justice for what was done to the sons of Gideon. The men started a rebellion against the king they had set up. At one point, they threw a big party and got drunk. They started cursing Abimelech and bragging about how they were going to overthrow him. The mayor of the city became angry at this talk and sent for Abimelech. The mayor agreed to help his army ambush the men of Shechem. That night, Abimelech put his men in hiding outside of the city so he could attack in the morning. At sunrise, one of the men of Shechem stood at the gate with the mayor. Suddenly, he saw some movement. He said, look, what is that? Is it men coming to attack us? The mayor said, no, that's only shadows from the mountain. A few moments later... The man saw several units of men coming at the city. He ran back into the city and yelled, We're under attack! The battle lasted several days. Finally, the city was captured and the people escaped to a tower. Abimelech and his men put tree branches around the tower and burned it down. Over 1,000 men and women died there that day. Jotham's curse on the men of Shechem had come true. Abimelech completely destroyed the city and tore it down. He spread salt all over it so nothing could grow there. When that was done, he and his men went to destroy another rebellious city. Again the people escaped to a tower. Abimelech and his men went and got wood so they could set it on fire. As they were putting it in place, a woman looked down and saw Abimelech directly beneath her. So she dropped a piece of millstone down on his head. Abimelech called for one of the soldiers. "'Quick, kill me with a sword. I don't want to be known as the man who was killed by a woman.' Well, there's a lot going on in this little story, but Abimelech made some interesting choices and he uh, it had an interesting outcome for him. Let's read in Judges chapter 9, verse 23. God sent a spirit of ill will between Abimelech and the men of Shechem, and the men of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech. Well, based on that verse, some folks may accuse God of sin because God sent an evil spirit. But God had his own perfectly righteous purposes in doing this. So let's move on to verse 4, the very next verse. That the crime done to the seventy sons of Jeroboam might be settled and their blood be laid on Abimelech, their brother, who killed them, and on the men of Shechem, who aided him in the killing of his brothers. So that's justice. God is a just God. We've talked about that. Okay, I'm going to read the verses that actually describe Abimelech's demise there at the end of the story. Let's start with chapter 9, verse 52. So Abimelech came as far as the tower and fought against it, and he drew near the door of the tower to burn it with fire. But a certain woman dropped an upper millstone on Abimelech's head and crushed his skull. Then he called quickly to the young man, his armor-bearer, and said to him, Draw your sword and kill me, lest men say of me, A woman killed him. So his young man thrust him through and he died. And when the men of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, they departed every man to his place. Thus God repaid the wickedness of Abimelech, which he had done to his father by killing his 70 brothers. And all the evil of the men of Shechem God returned on their own heads. And on them came the curse of Jotham, the son of Jeroboam. So it is... Ironic, I guess, that this Abimelech was so concerned about the men saying that he would be the one that was killed by a woman. And here, that reality is in the Bible, which is the most read, the most published, the most widely distributed book of all time. <laughs> so, this is one of those examples where, if one asks if God has a sense of humor, I'd say here is a, an example that he, in fact, does have a sense of humor. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath, and on the web at GraceAndRath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.